Hi y'all, welcome to the Girls That Chat podcast, a podcast sharing the stories of inspirational females in STEM. In today's episode, Ayana Tinsley, who is the author of This Is What an Engineer Looks Like, chats with us about being a STEAM advocate, plus her experiences as a female in STEM. Hi, Ayana. We are so excited to have you on our first Girls Let's Chat podcast. I know, yeah, I'm so excited to be your first guest. Um, so to start off, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, hi, everyone. My name is Ayana Tinsley, and I'm a 17-year-old uh, STEAM advocate and a senior from Chantilly, Virginia. And I'm also involved in my school through track and student government. Wow. Um, So who do you look up to, not just in the STEM field, but also outside of the STEM field? Uh, So some people I look up to, I would definitely have to say uh, my mom first off. I looked up to her just for um, all the all she's been through, especially just encouraging me to think outside the box through and not putting a lot of pressure myself on smaller things and even things such as choosing a major because it can always change and just everything. Um, is how it's supposed to be. And then another inspiration to me would definitely be, uh, she is within the STEAM field, but also just outside. Uh, She inspires me in that her name is Danny Washington because she is the first, um, she's the first black woman to have her own science show as well as she is like the most stylish scientist I've ever met and really just pushes against any stereotype put onto her. What are you interested specifically in the STEM field? So what I'm personally most interested in is kind of the integration between using technology through learning development, like how to teach kids or people how to do things in more efficient ways. And also on the art side of things like graphic design, just mixing those two together. And I just like combining things a lot. So uh, mixing specifically technology um, and Art is definitely some of my favorite things with a highly honorable mention of aeronautics. Wow, um, that's amazing. And so for people out there who do not know, what is the difference between STEM and STEAM? So the main difference between STEM and STEAM is that STEAM has an A and this stands for art. And the reason why I personally choose to use STEAM a lot is because I think art has a ton of value when it comes to science, whether it's through dance or music or even just how architects they need a they need a kind of aesthetical science um, to accomplish their building so that people would actually want to buy it or so it would look uh it would look in the right place like if it's in the right city. Why do you personally believe that having art represented in STEAM is very important? So I think that having STEAM uh, is very important is because especially like since my target audience or people I like to teach the most is little kids, it's so important to show them how um, science is more than science is more than just looking at soil samples or things like that, just pushing past uh, what they traditionally teach is science and just show how science is in more things that they may be interested in right away, uh, such as music and dance. I know like so many people 
uh, little kids, they love, they all love all kinds of music and they love all kinds of different dances, especially with TikTok and just adding art into science helps them, edu helps them understand science a lot better. So hopefully they'll want to stay within those kinds of disciplines as they get older. So you have published a book and so inspiring. Um, so what is your book called and what is it about? So my book is called This Is What an Engineer Looks Like and it's all about these um, these two kids going on an adventure and learn about all these different kinds of steam jobs and the main thing about my book is that all the characters they don't look like one another um, besides like the style of them but they all have um, they all have different clothes they all come from just like you can just tell they all come from different backgrounds it's just a whole lot of diversity which is the main point of my book to show kids that um, they can be whatever they want to be. They don't have to uh, fit some kind of box to be in any job that they desire. So when did you write this book? So I was writing this book um, between my, I was writing this book between my kind of starting freshman year, but mainly focused into my uh, sophomore year of high school. And I finally published it um, the summer going to my junior year now, uh, which is crazy to think about, and that I'm a senior now, so it's been a whole year already. Uh, but yeah, so it was finally done uh, the summer going into my junior year. Wow. So now that you are an author, so what is it like? Uh, so yeah, writing the book, it was a very big challenge. And of course, I was like really scared how the outcome would be. But it's given me so many opened me up with so many different connections and opportunities. So definitely the best risk I've ever taken. And just getting the fact uh, the fact that little kids actually look up to me, which I was completely shocked by and writing a book was definitely or being an author in general about a topic I'm really passionate about has definitely led me to see more often or see a lot better or quantitatively my impact in my community, which is an amazing feeling. So what are some challenges specifically that you have faced um, when you were publishing your book? So I think my three main challenges was one, balancing this um, with, school, with school because I was so crazy. And at least it was my sophomore year, so my classes, if it was like during my junior year or senior year, definitely wouldn't have gotten done. And also just figuring out how to publish it exactly. I decided to go through a self-publishing route. And so uh, it was definitely harder. I don't. I think I just wanted to get the experience because it's still a really important thing uh, to learn in general. So I went that route, but it was definitely hard. But through enough YouTube videos, I was finally able to figure out. And of course, just the uh, natural thoughts of caring what other people think and just like wondering too much about the future instead of just like putting it out there and seeing what happens. So um, after I got through all those three challenges, it was smooth sailing from there. So what are some things that you have learned from publishing your book? So some things I have learned is that, um, yeah, the main thing, there's a difference between you have to, there's two steps, mainly you had to print your book and then get it published and then, of course, market it off to different um, selling channels. That was a really big thing to learn um, on the business side. And then I also learned a lot more about illustrators. So some uh, things I learned on a graphic design side was using layers is your friend. Um, it's tedious, but it'll help your art in the long run and not to make um, not to just draw every single little shape because that would definitely make characters a lot harder to edit because when I had to edit some characters later for um, 
some coloring pages I wanted to make for elementary school. It, I had to pretty much redraw the character because the um, using Illustrator the first time when writing this was, I just didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to make the characters look good, but now I know how to make it more easier on myself. So for people out there who also want to publish a book, what advice do you have for them? Uh, some advice I would have for them is definitely try to include diversity because it's so important for our kids or anyone else to try to see themselves or kind of see similar similar um, situations as them through literature and that can make it more relatable and more enjoyable to a lot more audiences and of course trying to tie it into something that you really care about because adding passion to a book would automatically make it so much better and a lot easier to write since you already have so much to think about towards that. I think lastly, do a ton of research about how you're going to publish it, your plans, if you want to have uh, send it to an actual publisher or do it yourself, just all those different things. Make sure that you have enough time and enough time and effort to do all this. So research is definitely an important step. So what are some challenges you have faced as a female who, who is in the STEM field? Uh, some challenges I face is I think just I remembering from my aerospace class I was definitely it was me and maybe one or t uh, two other girls in that class so definitely they were automatically uh, my friends along with this uh, along with this other guy um, that I was kind of already friends with um, so yeah definitely not uh, that class wasn't the most talkative at all and also when it came to um, volunteering at the museum there were multiple times. Um, I had the most experience at the museum, but I would be the only girl, so I wouldn't really be uh, so towards other people from different schools or people that didn't know me very well. It wasn't always the easiest to tell them that, uh, let them know that I had more experience, or just to let them know how they normally, how to normally run things. Since you think you would think working at a museum would be pretty simple, but there's definitely a lot more behind it than one would think. And um, I think that's all the real that's all the real challenges I had to face so far. But I know um, I've only heard it gets worse in college, but I'm happy I haven't really had any uh, prejudice for being a female. So as of now, have you seen an increase of girls in the STEM field? Uh, so not really like tracking numbers, but I've definitely seen a lot more organizations in my community and elsewhere actually actively involving more younger students and more girls into the STEM field. And uh, I really hope I really hope that my book was able to help that. But I remember I was helping out with a summer camp through my school and two of the kids even recognized me uh, from my book. So I was really cool to see. And they both like signed up for my science session. I was signing up for so that I was definitely really happy to hear so I think my book has been able to make uh, some sort of an impact and I definitely see a, a lot more kids being able to tie science into more things uh, that they never thought they would like sports which is just something really important I try to teach them. So I haven't actually you know read the entire book but I have seen a preview and from the preview it looks really good and I love the diversity that you have shown in STEAM. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just wanted to create a resource that I wish I had when I was younger because I feel like it would have made wanting to be in the STEM job so much easier from there. So what advice do you have for females who are interested in the STEM field but are scared to get their feet wet? 
Uh, so I think number one advice would be never be too scared, of course, to not be able to figure something out. Because I know that once like elementary school, middle school, it's so easy. It gets so easy. And then high school, um, those math classes and science classes start to actually get harder or like studying is actually becomes a necessity, especially in physics. But that's kind of so the fun behind it. Like you don't need uh, you don't even need an A or really a B in the class just to enjoy it as long as you're trying your absolute best and using all your resources. And the thing, a misconception about STEM is that you have to be like the smartest in your class to be the best at it. But all it takes is consistency and hard work to really get into it. And STEM can be for anyone. You don't have to be a numbers person or even science to a certain a certain extent, but as long as you can find some way to make something, to use technology and uh, theories to make the, to make life easier and safer for everyone, then you can find a place in a STEAM job. So, wow. Um, so you have published a book. Um, you are also a student athlete and so many other things. And how do you manage your time? So a really big thing I use to manage my time is a bullet journal. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do, and I've been able to pick it back up once senior year started again. So it just helps me so much because I like using a bullet journal rather than a planner more because I just like uh, customizing it more, and that kind of helps me actually uh, put stuff in it because if I don't write anything in it, then I don't know the days of the week or anything. Um, and then with planners, I normally just get I normally just get lazy and like just. Yeah, but yeah, bullet journals, they just help me actively stay organized and actually take time to journal about my day or about everything I have to do, prioritize it, just put it in whatever order I can, and I can customize it to whatever my mood is or um, the seasons, which I like to do a lot, like making Christmas themes or Halloween themes. So um, there are a number of people out there who have experienced imposter syndrome and it's a very real thing and um, people experience it every day. Um, have you experienced imposter syndrome? Yes, I've definitely experienced imposter syndrome and not to a certain extent is how I've seen some others have, but I've definitely felt it when, whenever sometimes I've spoken on panels and I'm around actual adults just actively that are all engineers. And then I know that career changes just change so often and I get scared if I, if I just follow interest in being an engineer or just really what I'm interested in and kind of as I'm applying to colleges and looking at the majors that really speak out to me. And yeah, I just kind of feel imposter sy syndrome sometimes, but how I get through it is that I'm still young, so it's okay if my future changes. I know that I definitely want to continue STEM education for little kids, because that's definitely so important to me and a passion of mine. And whatever I do then, that'll definitely, it still counts as a STEM job. Uh, it still counts as a STEM job because I'm actively using science um, to make the, I'm actively using science to gain easier access to resources for little kids and that's all that pretty much I had to think about just think about my passion while I'm doing it and that's what helps me get through it. So as a STEAM advocate um, what do you personally do? 
So as a STEAM advocate, so right now what I'm doing is I have a couple uh, I have a couple conferences uh, coming up that I've been invited to speak at, which I'm really excited about. And that's what I've been doing lately, um, talking to adults or to other children about kind of my experience, what, how I got into how I got into STEM and yeah, sharing my personal stories like that to help inspire others or to help encourage more of an inclusive, um, inclusive field within within jobs or like actual corporations. And then I'm also uh, still kind of, I'm about to start a new position at the museum of a little bit later. So hopefully that'll be definitely a way that I'll still be advocating for STEM and teaching uh, at the Air and Space Museum. And I'm also in, I'm also in the process of create, helping a nonprofit organization create interview questions to share to more little girls about uh, Rosie Riveter's stories because they're just so important. And hopefully this can get more girls interested in uh, STEM jobs as seeing the inspiring, the inspiring stories of Rosie Riveter's, a woman who just stepped up to the challenge to act, to actually just build, help build airplanes. Wow. Um, I'm speechless. (laughs) So, so you mentioned the museum, the Aerospace Museum. So what is your position there? Uh, so now I've been hired there as an explainer. So yeah, I'll start that much, uh, much later just due to all the safety restrictions. And then before I was technically called a discovery station specialist or just like I was pretty much a long-term volunteer. Been volunteering there since uh, ninth grade. And it's just like been my happy places since I was little and then still my happy place as a teenager, which is really cool. And then my main position there was um, talking about principles of flight. And my favorite thing to do was just getting to tie in how airplanes fly. Uh, it's kind of like how um, kids bike down a hill, which sounds completely unrelated, but they're actually related in a way that um, I help kids actually understand. So you are currently a senior in high school. So obviously you are going through this entire process of um, picking out what college you want to go to and all of that. And do you have any advice for any other seniors out there? I think some advice to other seniors out there is definitely don't overcomplicate the process and adding passion to um, all your essay questions because I you know I'm trying so hard to not watch every single video about how to write the Common App essay because I know that only um, kind of confuse me more and things like that and I know what I want to write about it's just having to do it and then if locking myself in my room and turning my phone off is how I'm going to write it then that's how I'm going to do it and then definitely uh, maybe not for the longer essays but for the smaller questions like listing your activities or for the supplements definitely try to do it with friends or people around you because I, I just personally I felt that somehow that was much easier it just took a lot of the stress off when you have other people just doing the same thing around you but like just know what works for you and definitely have a calendar on when things when things are due because I think a lot of early action um, applications are due in a month now but a month is still a lot of time and we have still have like a ton of weekends to get everything done so I think this is a great place to end, but before we do, is there anything you would like to say or add? Um, I think, yeah, one thing I would just like to add is that I hope that everyone can, I hope that everyone can just uh, go full out with their passion and then just stop caring what others think, just do what makes you happy. And then I think that's how um, a lot more people can be, a lot more people can really find their passion when they just think about themselves. And yep, hopefully that can just make a lot of people uh, more f- more satisfied with their uh, with their lives and hopefully make school more fun too. 
Wow. So again, I'm speechless. You are very inspiring. Um, just completely speechless. Um, so thank you again so much for coming and doing a podcast with us. Your inspiring words, um, you know, helped me and will probably help so many other girls out there. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me again. Yes, I love recording podcast episodes and this is so much fun to do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and follow us on Instagram at Girls Let's Chat to get updates on when we release episodes. And again, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.